the project. Kuwait. Learn. So yeah. Dr. D just called me toxic. And if you want to learn more about it, just stick around and listen to the That's rest right. of this episode. All about toxicity. Is that Do- what I Toxicity. You're still tongue-tied I'm from still the, tongue-tied. I yes. know. But no, you guys will definitely love this show. Dr. D dives into so many different aspects of a toxic lifestyle from going to the gym and having a toxic exercise routine. That's right. Toxic people in your life and toxic bosses. What you should do if you have toxic people in your life. Just get rid of them. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, guys. All this and more in today's episode. Yeah, I started recording. I started recording. (laughs) So yeah, Dr. D. She didn't hear it yet. Dr. D trashing on men in our last episode <laughs> for all the true. listeners. It's not true. It's recorded. <laughs> you went off on all men. And then we both agreed. <laughs> yeah. You agreed we're dogs. And <laughs> I said we're pigs. <laughs> well, you gave me two choices, dogs or pigs. I had to go but with you didn't a dog. But you didn't give me a choice for females. <laughs> and if I said anything about females, Look, I would have been we crucified. We have been repressed enough discriminated against enough. We have been second-class citizens for such a long time. Really? You have no right (laughs) to trash us. I can't say I disagree with any of those points 100%. Like, I agree with you. So, no, you cannot. You are not allowed to call us any names or do anything per se. That's just not cool, though. No, no, no. It's cool. It's fair. For the once in my life, can L- I just be fair? little trouble with the mic there, Dr. Yeah, I have. <laughs> like, like, I have two mics here. What the hell is happening? I know. And you're like, Mehdi's just trying to figure it out as we go along. I know. <laughs> yeah, ask the listeners. Can you really wear a mic with the wire sticking out? Yeah, guys. Can you DM us if you're in like TV or radio? Can you wear a mic and have the wire sticking out? My argument is we're podcasters, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was told it's wrong by TV people. TV people in the Middle East. Does that qualify? (laughs) Ooh. I know, right? Now, thank God they're not women. They're men TV people. (laughs) So, but on a side note, I was telling you um, Uh, today how I was talking to my CrossFit coach. And I was like, yeah, you know, I was saying we got to get you in for a segment and do something on CrossFitters. He was like, yeah, you know, us CrossFitters, like they had us on and like getting to near death. And I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. (laughs) yeah, I You're thought it was sensation-seeking <laughs> sensation behavior. Because uh, in all honesty, if you do a wad, right, which is like a workout of the day. Uh, I mean, I did a workout today where it's four time. Like you try to register your best time uh, of doing like 25 deadlifts. And uh, then like mine today was 25 snatches. That's taking a bar and putting it over your head, basically. 25 times? Set. 25 times was 75 pounds. Oh my God. Then taking a 30-pound med ball. And throwing it up to a 12-foot target, what was it, 50 times. Oh, wow. And I had to do that three times for time. Now, I felt like death at the end. Well, it feels death. So why do we do that to ourselves? I don't know. Why do we torture ourselves like that? You're a psychologist. I'm asking you. you. I have no idea. I have no clue. I don't know. I think it's because, maybe it's because we want to push limit. We want to prove to ourselves that we can do these things. And also because you want to have some self-satisfaction. I mean, look how satisfied you are and how happy you are because you were able to do the things that you set out to do today as goals. So, I mean, or do we do it as punishment? 
Well, I mean, it could be punishment. It's a good punishment because their body looks great. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there are. It's true, actually. You know, I was uh, reading an article. I don't know where, but it has says that uh, we really enjoy, human beings enjoy punishment. So even the idea of like working out and the tougher it is and the more you're feeling the pain, the more you feel good about yourself. So maybe we are, uh, you know, humans that enjoy this self-inflicted punishment or pain, right? Or it releases endorphins too. And it does release endorphins at the end anyways. But then do we become addicted to that? Yes, endorphins can be very addictive. And that's probably why there's a threshold of why like the way you started working out, you know, now like if you work out the way you worked out like a couple of years ago, it will not be satisfying. So that's why we have to push and push. It's just like it's addiction that we want to reach that threshold that makes us feel good. So when you have tolerance to the level of the exercise you used to do a couple of months ago, it's very different when we do it more later on. So it is very addictive and it's actually just like the addiction process. But when does it become toxic? Yes, when you're starting to harm yourself and even with pain, even when the doctor says you got to stop exercising, you really need to wait. When you feel like even though you've been told not to go exercise and that whatever you're doing is harming your body, you continue to go because you have this guilt feeling. You know, that's what a lot of eating disorders, there are people that are suffering from eating disorder where they become obsessed with their exercise. So they'll exercise two or three hours. And even when they're fatally underweight and they are having, you know, health issues, they want to continue going to exercise and beyond their limitation, right? So it can become very, very addictive and it can get out of hand when the exercise or that feeling that endorphins are actually taking over your self-satisfaction or health. or It's like disorders, right? Yeah. I mean, when does yeah. disorder really become a disorder? It's when it starts to inhibit a lot of your areas that you set out. You know, I'm assuming people exercise because they want to diet. They want the endorphins. They want to feel good about themselves. And then anything that loses its meaningful goal and it's starting to take over your decision-making, then it becomes a problem. So if you're exercising to lose weight, but now you've lost all the weight, but you're really exercising because you want to punish yourself, then it's addiction. So if it becomes toxic and we form a toxic relationship with it, you see where I'm going with all this? I see, I see. Yes. So when it becomes toxic and no longer does it serve the purpose it's supposed to serve, get rid of it. Get rid of it. So this is exactly like people in our life. People. How many of you really know toxic people in your life? Do you have any toxic people? Have you ever gotten rid of toxic people? Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. I was thinking, I was reading about toxic people and how to get rid of them. And I was really thinking, I was thinking in the past, how many toxic people did I get rid of? And then I remember one time I was watching a show. I can't even remember some talk show. And the woman was saying, look, there are people that come into our life not to stay. And then that clicked with me. I was like, oh, that's right. I don't know why we always have a sense that everyone we meet, everyone that's in our life has to stay, even if they're toxic. And so I want to spend some time today talking to people about toxic people and how to get rid of them because they are harmful. What if it's someone you live with like get rid of them. <laughs> a relative that you can't really get rid of? I mean, especially this part of the world. Jeez, it is so hard culturally to get rid of people like in your family. 
I mean, in the West, it was easy. It's easy. In the States, it's easy. You just toss your grandparent or whatever and, you know, an old I mean, people's it's home easy. or something. I mean, even if, I mean, if they're toxic, you, but sometimes like we have to put them in nursing home because we can't take care of them. But it's easy also because of distance, for example. So let's say you have a toxic relationship with your mom or your mom is a toxic person in your life. Then you can, if she's living like in one area and you get a job somewhere else. Can we say else, dad? Because I feel like I'm picking on my I mom way mom too much. Too, too much. <laughs> like, I think we both have mom issues. I think we got to kind of stay away from we that. Probably, we got to analyze me later. But the, I thought I, we did that yesterday <laughs> when you had, when you had your rant with on men. <laughs> every, yeah, that's it. That's it. See, so I had daddy issues. I didn't really have mommy issues. Did you have daddy issues? <laughs> or were your daddy issues from your mommy issues? <laughs> oh, no. We have to see that triangulation. We got to think about it. <laughs> see, but anyways, it's like, you know, when you in the States, it's like the distance helps us sometimes. You know, yeah. you can like live in another place or even suburbs, north, south. Like in Chicago, it's easy. If people are toxic and they're living in the north and your job is in the east or the west, maybe you won't see them as much except once a week or for holidays, right? But I think in this part of the world, because people ask me all the time, their mom or their sisters or their brother or in-laws are toxic. Sister-in-laws, what do you do? How can I get rid of them? It's very, very difficult. It is super sensitive situation that we have to deal with. Seriously, because in this part of the world, it's a collectivist society. You can't just like say to your sister, I don't want to talk to you. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people that don't talk to their sisters. But it's frowned upon. It's completely, it is, it's completely frowned upon in Kuwait, at least. Of course. You know, and I think throughout the Middle East, it's very frowned upon. And the sad thing is, is there are people that you need to get rid of. I know my cousin has a friend. Mm. She lives in Canada. Her psychologist or psychiatrist or whoever she was going to see said, you need to get your parents out of your life. Yeah. They are affecting you negatively. Right. She tried it, whatever. And then I guess she had a, what she thought was a heart attack, but it was a panic attack. Mm. And it turned out it was because she had spoken to her mother mm. and she basically thought she had a panic attack. Mm -hmm. That's how toxic her mother's relationship was with her. And I mean, I, it hasn't happened to me, but I've seen... Like even with myself, I'll use it as an example. Mm. Like when I've talked to family members that affect me in a different way, it affects my life in different ways at home with my wife, with my son, how I treat them. And mm. it's a reflection. It's a mirror image sometimes that we project onto other people. Right? No, it's or, true. Sometimes it is. I mean, it depends who the person is, right? The closer they are to you, I could see why your cousin had a panic attack because when you have her a friend, it wasn't. Or fr I yeah. mean, her friend. But the idea is that it can give you a panic attack, actually, because, right, you know, what you're doing is you're separating it from an, a person that has been existing in your life, even though their existence has been very negative. So when we're talking about toxic people, I mean, not everyone that is like, you know, doesn't support us and thinks we call them toxic. Usually they toxic people, you'll see them. They drag you down like they're not really happy when you want to for your success. They don't give you anything positive. They're very demanding. They're demanding of your time and they are constantly like they have poor boundaries. Like they're always in your business, always in your face. They give you guilt when you can't give them the time. They don't understand that this is your space. This is my space. Like when you want to improve something in your life, whenever you talk to them, they don't have anything to say about how to improve. So I feel like these people, like when you know that they're toxic, I mean, it's also like you constantly feel bombarded by them in your life. Like they take a lot of your energy. So when you're talking to them on the phone or when you're seeing them, you don't feel good afterwards. Like that's, that's a good sign. 
if you meet this person and they're like negative or you feel like they are taking a lot of your energy, you got to understand that these are toxic people. And the other thing is, is that if you are in a relationship with toxic people, they just take all the time. They don't give and they constantly feel that they are entitled to this giving, right? So not only are they taking energy from you, they are also overwhelming you with a lot of negative energy. They don't support you. And they always make you feel that they are they need things from you. So guys, so I feel ditch, like, ditch the girlfriend. <laughs> ditch yeah, ditch I mean, the girlfriend well, yeah. or the wife that's toxic. That, the thing is, is that it's true. And, yeah. and you read a lot about it. And I've seen it. I mean, I've, obviously in the but clinic, I see guys, a lot of people. What about guys Because and they're women also victimizers. Yeah, but what about, I mean, I've seen a lot of guys. I think people that stay with it is because they don't know how to cut off their relationship or they haven't recognized it. Remember, recognizing toxic people in our life is not that easy. I mean, for a long time, you're in a relationship with this person. Then you realize, wow, these people are toxic. I mean, how many many people you know, or how many people I know, or even people that I treat at the clinic, they constantly like, they'll talk and talk and I'll say, this sounds like a really toxic relationship. And then the person will look at me like, really? Why do you think that? I'm like, look at that. They're not very supportive. They're constantly victimizing themselves. They drag you every time. It's not, I don't see anything positive in this relationship. I mean, besides that, if they're abusive, they'll get on the phone with you and somehow you feel guilty about, yeah, you know. Yeah. So the idea is, is that, but a lot of people really, they are in this relationship for such a long time that they don't recognize these symptoms. Like, are they taking responsibility? No. Do they take and not give? Yes. Are they victimizing themselves all the time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a list. Yeah. And then you think, wow, yes, they are. And it could be our parents. It could be partners. It could be friends. It could be family members. But if you are always with these individuals, you just know it doesn't feel good, this yeah, relationship. Yeah. But then a lot of times people make excuses, like a couple of cases I've had, like one in particular, I said to her, do you realize that your husband is toxic? And she's like, really? I just know he's negative, but he's really a nice guy after all. You know, she starts making all these excuses because it's also hard for both yeah. people that's to disengage, remember. What about, I mean, we're talking a lot about relationships and like yeah. family, Friendly husbands, is. whatever. But what about friends too? Oh yeah, I want to flip this over. Actually, to, friends a lot more friends. Because we, we do have a lot of listeners that are in their tweens, so to speak, mid-20s to early 30s. And sometimes we've pinpointed what we have to recognize from a relationship with our spouse, partner, or parents. Mm. But what can we pinpoint from our friends? Because sometimes a friend may not be toxic in the sense of always taking us down or not supporting what we're saying, but they could be toxic in the sense of supporting bad ideas or bad behaviors. So how can we sort of pinpoint that as toxicity also? Is that possible? Yes. And my experience, I've seen it a lot more with friends because these friends would be toxic, like especially like the young generation or the young people, especially like college, young adults, right? They start to meet someone and then you'll see this. Actually, yesterday, someone was telling me about a case that they want to refer. And she was like, this person, she met another girl and then her mom is like really struggling. But you know, in in this culture, it's like, you know, she's hanging out with this girl and then she's realized that this girl is kind of letting her waste a lot of money on her, Yeah, right? She is engaging in activities that, I don't know, drugs or alcohol. It seems like she's also staying out late that she's not supposed to. So it seems like there's a lot of things going on with this girl. And this girl, because she met this other girl, it seems like she's lost her identity and now she's just, you know. And then the mom is like trying to explain to her that this is a toxic relationship. This woman or this girl has taken over you. She's controlling you. She's not allowing you to really be able to understand 
what is accepted and not accepted. And apparently, you know, you're getting to do things that are not acceptable true, in yeah, this country, yeah. especially. So you do, especially in this country. What I find out is that a lot of parents will come to me and say, look, my 17-year-old or my 18 or even 20, she met somebody in college or he has met this friend. And since he's met this friend, they're partying a lot more and he's not listening to rules and he's staying out very late. And then later on, we find out that they're drinking or doing drugs or whatever. And then it's because that relationship is toxic. And then the idea is that so to help this person understand you are in a toxic relationship. It is very difficult for some people to recognize it, especially when they're yeah. alone. And this is the only friend. But if that we go have. back to our teenage years, all right, let's say you were my mom. Mine was only Let, 20 years oh, ago. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. All right. So it's very easy to Hypo- go back. Hypothetically, hypothetically. Let's, let's say I'm your dad. Okay. All right. Yes, Baba. <laughs> that just sounds weird, Dr. D. <laughs> but hypothetically, I sit you down and I say, look, you have this friend. She's X, Y, and Z, whatever. And this is a toxic relationship. First thing you're going to say as a teenager or like a tween a person in their early 20s is, no, daddy, you're crazy. You just don't want me to have friends. That's exactly how That's exactly I think, what I would say too, actually. Right? Yeah. So now, how could we convince ourselves because let's say I know a lot of people listening to this I've said this already they're right. in their tweens yeah. so if their parents say this to them they're going to be like you're crazy you just don't want me hanging around with so and so and actually, so how could they recognize it from that perspective of oh what they're saying on this podcast wow okay I have a friend who's exactly like this and actually at first of course when your parents sat down and said look this person I feel like this person is not good influence on you they're very toxic they're taking a lot of your time they're in a way, they were emotionally controlling you. Like this other woman is like my daughter. I don't know how old she is. She's 24. And she was saying that this, her friend, her new friend is like manipulating a lot of the money. So they've noticed that a lot of money, especially here, you know, some people like have a little more than others. And she was like using her credit card. She had allowed her to pay oh for a God. trip. That's and insane. The thing yeah. is, is that these individuals, like she was like, so she had sat with her. And then sometimes if you think about it, like when your parents tells you and you don't listen, But there are also other people that are going to tell you. Like this woman was saying that even her sister has told her this. And also that she has another friend that she stopped seeing the other friend who is a good friend. All because of this person. So now there might be something else. I mean, it's definitely a toxic relationship. And it's also because it seemed to me like it's become a very controlling relationship. So a lot of times it's like when parents say it, they don't listen to it. Sometimes we need to hear it from more than one person is telling you, listen, this person seems to be toxic. They're controlling you. They are not allowing you to be who you are. They're sabotaging your time. They're constantly dragging you down. If they're saying, we have to pay attention to this. It's the same thing as domestic violence. Like it takes a woman a long time before she realizes she's being abused because he convinces her that you deserve it and that you let me get upset and get, I've told you so many times not to get me this upset. So constantly he's, and if she's in a relationship with someone she loves and then he constantly tells her, it's your fault. That's how I got this. She's never going to leave until she realized there's something wrong. And how do you realize is when other people around you are starting to tell you, look, something is wrong in your relationship. You don't seem to be the same. So if we can keep these signs in our mind that these are manipulative signs of this person, when you know that you are so happy and this person, you talk to them because they're worried that they're going to lose you or they're worried that when you become independent, you're going to leave them or they're jealous because they weren't able to reach this peak of success like you've reached or this goal that Which you've reached. Which is sad because in this region, I think you see that so much. I was telling Hay, because Hay is doing 
powerlifting for a female. Oh. And she lifts she lifts a lot of damn weight for a female. Whoa. She lifts more than most guys. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, right now. She's going to compete? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's competing in a power meet for in September. I mean, her squat's 145 kilos. Her wow. deadlift is like 160. I'm going to cheer on. Because she's a woman. You're more than so welcome. If it was you, I would go. No, you should You should see her. Like, she's, I want to. She is… <gasps> Amazing. I have to keep up… In this up. part of the world, you don't see this that much. You don't. No. Hey, then it's like… Actually, you don't want to look like a man. And then, this is… The other day we had a debate in my class because I was teaching on gender. Yeah. And this guy's like… He was making a comment like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. We don't have any gender issues anymore. We've become equal. I don't know. He lives in a bubble. He's, he's, getting, he's getting an F in my class. Do you want, do you want he just didn't talk realize it. So uh, I thought to myself, X on him. Oh but anyways, God. she's like, uh, okay, I'll tell you what. I lift weight. I mean, obviously she's lifting weight. And she's like, would you marry a woman that lift weight? And you know what he said? Of course not. I want a feminine woman. I cannot marry. She looks like a man. Can you imagine? But it's sad because a lot of guys have that crazy mentality. I was going to hit him, but I knew that that was a legal issue. But he doesn't realize when you get married, like having a wife that can pick up 15 kilos is a huge advantage. Of course. You know, like it's… But also who says that this like… So every time we have a man that weight lift and he looks good, we admire that. We love it. Yeah. Yes. We want… Everyone wants a six-pack and muscled guy and whatever. And then as soon as the girl looks like that, the first comment. And he's like, no, that's too… Shakil Harayal. Shakil Harayal. La, la, la. Abi woman. I want a feminine woman. I was like, what, what the hell? <laughs> and she's like, do I look… No, no. And then she turns around. She's like, do I look like I'm a man to you? Huh? I'm still a feminist. She got so offended. <laughs> and it's like… And then I'm like, okay, okay. We got to move on with this oh conversation. Oh my God. You should bring… And I told Haya today, I was like, you should, you should do a show with Dr. D on feminism. Because her whole master's I thesis would love to. is gender construction through Butler. I can't even pronounce her thesis or remember what wow, it is because be it's very complex. And she was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. She doesn't do the whole podcast thing. She's been on a couple. But she would be good to have in your class too. Because no, no, she's dealt with it and it really affects her. The feminist stuff, like it really affects her. And I think that's why her being a strong woman right now is taking her to a different level in terms of her confidence-wise. In this part of the world, I am so happy when we have individuals like Kaya who's introducing things that we oftentimes associate with masculinity. Like in the U.S., a lot more women are bodybuilders, so they got used to it. We have major competitions. I have a cousin who competes in bodybuilding. She does. She always puts it on Facebook that she won this. And over there, I mean, I don't know, but I'm sure that then she's not walking around feeling like she can't be with a guy because he's intimidated by her body. While here, even when women want to be bodybuilders or whenever they want to do something, they get discouraged. You know, we go back yeah. to this toxicity. She's always going to have one friend that says, no, girls are not supposed to wait bodybuild. No, that's not feminine. Oh, you're not going to have kids. That's another thing. What? Who says that women that are bodybuilders are not able to have kids? And no one's going to marry you and that you're not feminine enough really does not make any sense. Look at that. See? And look at me showing you like it's my little kid. <laughs> I'm living <laughs> vicariously through my wife, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he's like, living vicariously. She's, she's, and, but going back to the toxicity thing. Yeah, yeah. And people here and not being happy for someone yeah, yes, that is achieving true. a big goal. Like she was so happy. She was ecstatic because she hit a personal best, like a really big number she's been chasing. And she was like, oh my God, did you see me hit that number? And the first thing the guy said was, you didn't break parallel, which is you didn't go down to full depth. 
And she was like, I couldn't believe it. She was like, it felt like someone kicked me in my stomach. And I told her, I said, honey, in this part of the world, for some reason, if someone can't do something, they don't celebrate it with you. Yeah. They true. actually try to trash talk you down. And I don't understand that here. So then, and, that, and that's with all friends. Like, it's and been that's with when so you know people. that maybe for a trainer, for example, they have to be a little bit more detailed. To yeah, she, lifts, we, she lifts more than most trainers. Yeah. Too. And then that's <laughs> another thing. It's like if she's lifting more than most trainers, and the guys, trainers, you know, they're probably getting intimidated. But can you imagine like she tells a girlfriend and then the girlfriend is like, if, you know, doesn't want her to get better or that the girlfriend hasn't been able to lift weight like Heya is, then automatically... She starts making negative things like, oh, what are you going to do with this anyway? So, I mean, how far can you go with this? Later on, Mahdi's not going to like you because now your body's looking more. Of course. Toxic people also, not only are they jealous, they are so into themselves. Like, this is why I'm saying, like, they don't have boundaries. Like, I mean, I don't know if you had a friend like that. They're they're constantly in your face. They call you. Hold on. It's everybody, though. Like, realistically, at the gym. But there are people. Maybe because in the gym scene, people have people people in America think we don't have any. We have toxic people, but we have people in America. But in here, it's magnified. Maybe it's because I'm in the gym scene. Oh, well. But there's. I don't go to the gym. (laughs) Some of my friends. Some of my friends, for instance, I'll hit like a personal best. I'll do something that has taken them a couple of years to do. I'll do it in a couple of months yeah. sometimes. And then it's I like, was- I'll be shocked at them not saying good job. They'll be like, oh, but you could have done this and this and this differently. And I'm like, really, dude? Like, do you know how much it took out of me to get there? Yeah. You can't just give me a pat on the back and say, good job, man. You know, and just tell my coach or something. It's like, why shoot me down when I'm riding a high? Right, and but I also want to. I also want to clarify that it's very important that we don't assume that people that are giving us constructive criticism they're toxic. Now, toxicity <laughs> it really builds over time, so we have to make sure. Like for example, if these friends all the time they don't respect your privacy. But what if it's in the first instance? So if it's only one instance, we can't call them toxic people. No way. This, if you're riding that high, you put the bar down. I mean, and you're like, gave, yes, no and you do the way. fist pump. No, and no, someone no. comes up to you and like, you're like, did you see my PR? And the first thing they say to you is, oh, you didn't hit well, that. So that means Come they're on. negative people. They have high expectations. They might they're, be other problems. But we can't. Well, they could be an asshole. <laughs> I get you. Well, <laughs> I, know. I think you're counting how I many. Gotta, yeah, that's I did the first like one three. right there. <laughs> <laughs> but the point of the matter to differentiate, I mean, we can't like have everyone walking around trying to get rid of all their friends and their relatives. You have to remember (laughs) because then we'll be living in a world all by ourselves. So if someone doesn't know how to give compliment and they're negative people anyways, and they have high expectations, you know, people that are perfectionists, they always want to tell you the glass is half empty. So those people were not, unless they do it all the time, then it's up to you want to get rid of them. But we're talking about toxic people who are constantly trying to tell you that they're never happy for you. This poor boundary, you really got to keep it because they'll be constantly wanting more time from you. wanting, And they don't understand when you say to them, look, I can only see you today. No, no. They want to see you every day. They'll call. And then when you say, well, I'm really busy. I can't talk to you today. They'll continue to bombard you with phone. Because remember, what they are thinking about is themselves, not you. And they're not thinking about what makes you happy. So if they are monopolizing your time, if you hang out with them for one hour and you feel like depleted and no energy, if they start to giving you, no, not even constructive criticism, they're criticizing you all the time, then it's time to start thinking about what type of relationship is this? Is it toxic? What will my life be like when I take this person out of my life? Think about it first, especially, you know, being in this part of the world, we cannot just like, you know, a lot of times I noticed here, a lot of people, their friends are their cousins, for example. A lot of my 
younger clients, their best friends, like they're not making best friends with outside or outsiders. Most of the time is family related. So you'll have this girl, for example, and she has her cousins being her best friends. So cousins from the father's side, mom's side, doesn't matter. Someone that they can click with, right? What happens if you're going to cut these people out of your life? Remember that you're also harming some ties or relationship with family. And then family gets involved, especially here, you know how it is. Like family gets involved, the aunt calls you, the uncle is upset at your dad and go on and on. But does that mean in this part of the world, we don't cut relationships? That's not true. We do, but we got to do it. When it comes to family, we have to be very careful and we got to think about it. This is not someone who I'm going to call or just block them from my social media platform and just say, forget it. Because you know you're going to run. Is that wrong? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> if you don't have Instagram. to see her. I blocked her on Instagram for a while. I hope she doesn't listen to the show. But yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if she doesn't have an effect on you that much, but I mean, and then you don't have to see her on a daily basis. But can you imagine like if you have family, like here, people have lunches, you know, look at you, you have lunches on Friday and you have a family lunch on Saturday. Which is more than Western countries. Like oh, it's yes. way more than, it's way more than in the States. And then here's a small country. Like if you go to the avenues, then the mall, where are you going to, you're going to run into them. So you got to be very careful. Now what I- Do I'm, you hate going to the avenues? And you I don't like run, avenues. You must run into like a million students. Like of course, after teaching and I don't for, like- yes, Teaching so for many 14, students. 14, 15 years. I was going to see, I was just going to say teaching to so many mo- students, not teaching for so long. Yeah, I've been teaching <laughs> see, for so I was, long. I, was, I had so many <laughs> students. Thank you. But, 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 like, that but must, it's true. It's true. That must suck. Like if you want to go buy something, it must take you like, instead of 20 minutes, take you like an hour. It's true. And I like to see the ones that have graduated. Your, stu- your students love you anyways. Yeah. Like you're an awesome uh, teacher. Oh, that's Ex- so nice. Except you, you didn't bump my grade up once. I was, <laughs> I was really upset about that. <laughs> you didn't deserve a bump. I up. did. I was doing my college degree and high school degree in the same year. And how is that my problem? <laughs> I came in like, I was almost like shedding tears. Like, Dr. D, I barely <laughs> nice passed. Try. And you were like, what do you want me to do about it? Did you study? And I'm like, okay, all right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I used to intimidate you. I still yeah. intimidate you. You know, my reputation is like, they think that I'm like really tough teacher, but I'm not. I'm very soft and hard, you know? I'm not tough teacher. Not in the classroom. There's this reputation. Oh, she's tough. But I'm fair. I no, you I'm are. You are 100%. What I appreciated once is I was working on a project with somebody and he didn't do his part of the project. I did something. And it was the, right before our presentation. We were arguing about it. And you were like, all right, you two get out, go in the other classroom. Figure it out right now. And then I'm not going to listen to you guys until you come back in here. That's and right. And if you don't resolve it, you're both going to fail this class. Good. Good. And I'm glad. <laughs> you know what the resolve was? You did it anyways. I did it anyways. <laughs> I was so pissed, but... But it's okay. No, it was. But you know, you're a cool teacher. Yeah, I think so. I remember 90% of what you taught me. So that's got to be a good sign. That's good. And you know, the thing is, is that it's nice. Like on Instagram, students say, send me a message. Whenever I do these like segments or whatever, especially the TV ones, they'll send me a message saying, oh, I remember when you said that to me. Or I remember when... <laughs> and like, I remember this guy two weeks ago, I went to do a segment on TV. And then the guy was waiting outside. I guess he had a, an interview. And then I, as soon as I finished, he's like, Dr. G. I'm like, yes. He's like, I used to be your student a couple of years ago and you almost kicked me out. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I was like, were you waiting just to tell me that? He's like, no, I just wanted to tell you two times I came late, <laughs> you kicked me out. Yeah, you were stringent and about I took, that. And I took so, but remember all of these things, I do it not because I want to take your phone or kick you out. It's because it is my job 
not to just have you pass my class, but to teach you how to be a good citizen. If you were at work That's and you, you came late… It feels like I'm back in class again. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> I tell my students this. I'm not trying to be mean or a bitch. Excuse my language. There, that's two. <laughs> that's two. That's... I have no intention of that. And I could be like some of these other people I know that teach and they just want to do their job and go home. I am producing but I, citizens I, I of the I world. Some, I thought I had some leniency. Like, honestly, I remember it. I was like, I did all the extra credit stuff. And then one day I walked in to sit, sign in. And you looked at me and you go, are you going to maintain that signature for the rest of the year? Because it was, it was kind of like a scribble. <laughs> Lo and behold, the same damn signature stuck with me since that class <laughs> because of my fear of you marking me absent. <laughs> good, good. I know, but it's like I can't sign anything without a different signature. <laughs> but do you see how these incidents keep you abreast at what you are supposed to? So that's signature. When I say to you that if you're late, what will you tell your boss? I mean, I know that there's a big reputation about people in Kuwait and if nobody works and that Kuwaitis don't work and Kuwaitis don't. And it's not true. There are lots of Kuwaitis that work. And, you know, an expat, they have this idea is like, oh, Kuwaitis don't work. Only expats work. And it's not true. There are Kuwaitis that work. And I am at the university so I can prepare everyone to know how to take. 100%. Especially, can you imagine like, you know, you're Kuwaiti to have this reputation or the stereotype that you guys don't work. And that you guys depend on do you want me to, to do. Do you want me to speak honestly? No, but, or do you but, want me I to mean, like… But your generation… To, sugar, to sugarcoat But it. to be honest, your generation is becoming much hard worker. Because the country <sighs> a has become bit. tougher. A, a, a little bit. I think my generation, my age group, a little bit. But the guys that I've met… A lot of guys that I've met, like my social circles, have become successful. Like by running their own companies or something. Which is, which is hard work it anyways. It is. That's great. I mean, so maybe the people are not working hard in like governmental sectors. is not enough job. But nowadays, the private sector, in my experience, they're getting rid of toxic people. Yeah. They're manipulating. Good, good segue back, segue, to, good segue right? because, back to it. Yeah. Because they're taking, you know, people are not coming on time. They are faking the signature or turning when you do yep. this sign in. The idea is that they fake especially, the uh, thumbprint too, the fingerprint. It's, or they know their manager. But in private sector, let me tell you, they are very, very strict. They have to give you an evaluation every year, mm -hmm. annual evaluation. And they're not going to care if you're Kuwaiti or not Kuwaiti because ultimately private sector is to make profit. Yeah, you can't so, get away with it. So, you know, if it depends on what you're talking about, but I do see more of the newer generation working harder because the government is no longer going to accept or the country is not going to accept people that are coming in and becoming toxic. I mean, when we talk about toxic people, I was talking about it more in our personal life, but there's also company. Like, can you imagine going to your boss and he's toxic because he keeps on screaming at you and telling you My all this? My boss is toxic. I want to slam him in the face every time I see him. Oh, wait, right, sorry. But then, <laughs> but Freud then, in the unconscious right there. But then look, you can't say anything to him because he's your boss, but then you'll go and maybe say something mean or take it projected on other people in your their That's opinion. true. And then what happens after that? Once you are projecting it, for example, they go home and then they displace it on someone else, like their wives or their dogs or here, true, yeah. our nannies and our domestic helpers, because we assume that they have less power than us, which they do, they do because they work for us. And there's a lot of people that become very abusive to their domestic helpers because they couldn't tell their boss that he's toxic. So this toxicity twingles down, right? It's like a circle. So your boss, as you were saying, he's terrible. 
You can't say anything to him. You say something to your employees that are you manage, and then they go to their house and start yeah. becoming toxic in the family. So they, a lot of times it's like this toxic people, even this toxic friend. The only reason they might or a be toxic environment. I mean, because they're in a toxic yeah, environment. I mean, it's it's even if it's it's not toxicity around you, but it's just a toxic environment because right. it's boring. There's nothing to do at work. I mean, you know, for the, some government it's places. It's true. Yeah. It's true because it's boredom. There's nothing to do. People are not utilizing their time. Like I remember a long time ago, I was at a salon. There's this girl that came in and she's going to start working in a, a private sector. And then she came from the public sector and she's like, and I'm like, oh, aren't you excited? You're going to go. She's like, to be honest, I needed to go to private because, you know, she had gone away from home to study. She came back full of energy, the sense of ideas. She thought that she was going to go work at this place where she was going to, yeah, or that she was going to come and put everything in implementation. She's going to fulfill her (laughs) gratification. And she realized she was doing nothing. And then she said to me, to this day, I remember, I mean, I don't even know her. She was just like someone in the salon were just talking. She said, if I would have stayed there longer than these six months, I would have probably been dead like the rest of the people. And then yeah. I would have been toxic. Yeah. She said, then yeah. I would have gone outside very, dis- I'm unfulfilled in my job. And then I'm going to put it out there and be unfulfilled in my real life. So I decided I was going to look for something different. I was like, wow, this is great. If you are in a toxic environment at work. And then you have a toxic relationship. Then you have a relationship with friends, home, whatever. All of these individuals are harming you. They are really taking space. They're taking from your time. So when do we say it's enough? I mean, when we cannot just continue to make excuses that, no, this is my friend. She really means well. Then that means if you're going to continue giving these toxic people in your life an excuse, it means that you are afraid to make a change. Because... First of all, it's gradual process. Nothing is going to happen. Please, people, remember, I'm not going to figure out one toxic person in my life and then go call them and just say, you know, you're done. It's hard. It's a process, especially in this part of the world, because you don't want to lose in relationship with other people that this person is connected to. If they're your family members or other friends. But this would apply to Europe, too. I mean, there, there are some be. close-knit if family places. Yeah, there are some no, collectivist, collectivist societies society, in Europe. Definitely, but collectivist society are harder to do this. Individualistic society, you feel like, okay, I don't want yeah, you. Yeah, you could get away from in the West. And then, yeah, it's easy. It's, 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 and it's, it's bigger, It's an right? easy fix. Right. So here you have to remember it's a gradual process. But you got to set your mind already. Start doing it little by little. For example, keep a distant first. And then, you know, when they're telling you, I'm not seeing you as much, don't answer their call or let them call a couple of times before you answer them. And make sure that, if, or if they call you, send a message saying, you know, I can't speak to you. You know, these people will continue to call you and will continue to try to want to keep in touch with you, even when you tell them, I don't want to talk to you. So you have to remember that you have to be really strong and your mind has to be strong that, okay, I've decided to do this. This is very important to me. And then the other thing is, is that once you start slowly giving them less time, then they're going to get used to the idea that you are not seeing them or talking to them as much until you get to the point where you can, you should block them. I definitely don't like the idea of blocking, but once you start preparing this person that you don't need. Now, there are people you don't have that much relationship. You just met them yeah. and they're that's in your easy. life for a that's, month. That's easy just to block get away them. From. The first friends, thing we, friends are easy to get away from. Uh, but it's it depends the on the, on the year. And then now family, definitely. I mean, if it's your mother, if it's your father, if it's your brother or sister, I mean, that's like, it's very difficult. But it's not impossible. But it's easy to manage. If you do it right, there is management systems. Of course. I mean, personally, using personal experience, because 
I've dealt with crappy bosses. I've had, everyone's had parent issues, you know, not just me. Like everyone has. I just choose to speak freely about it. I really don't <laughs> care. But I mean, I manage it through exercise personally. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I have no, to exercising stay. exercising is one great thing. I have to stay fresh right. for. Exercising is we, great. There we go, doctor. Uh, eating right is very important. Yeah. Because that. You know, taking I, time for yourself, yep. improving yourself. That was it right there. Yeah. Taking time for yourself and time away from everything. Thank God. You took well, you off those told bangles. Because I was These like, bangles those, were keep, like, those keep, like, uh, come on, man. I didn't help me know. out here. <laughs> I forgot I had a lot. But you know me and my bangles. Like, I have to have things in my hand. I think See, I should have been a dancer in the other life. <laughs> you know? You know, it's my other life. I want to be a dancer. Really? I want to be a Puerto Rican dancer. Now, Puerto Rican, why? I'm not even Puerto Rican. I have no idea. <laughs> but you know, my dad was like, we don't have women that go on TV. I don't have women that become yeah, models. And that sucks here. Because there are so many women, females yeah, exactly. that would be better actors than males. So many females that would exactly. be better. And in this society in general, like, I hate saying this. And if Hey hears this, she'll use it against <laughs> me for the rest of my life. But I think I am a true feminist. And I've always looked up That's the only to… Reason why, this is the only reason why we clicked when you were my student. I enjoyed having you in my classes because I could see that. I could see that you're not typical. I could say this. That Thank you are you. not typical Middle Eastern guy. You were not definitely not hey, typical. Hey, I hope you're Kuwaiti. listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, because I felt like, you know, when I first came here and I thought, oh, these like Arab men, Kuwaiti men, they don't respect women. They're constantly sabotaging anything good for women. They don't. And then I realized that they were, that was not true. That here you are. Maybe. Well, my dad's been married a bunch of times. So maybe I was just like, I'm not doing what he did. <laughs> you know, that that's really kind of what it was. Yeah, but I admire like, your dad. Go for it. He I, wants to marry oh six God, women. I'm, let him do it. I'm so going to play this for him. He'll be like, see, someone agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But to be Live fair your with life. him. But to be fair with him, if he was just getting out of toxic relationships, then he what's wrong with it? He was going into another toxic relationship. But though. that was a vicious cycle built from childhood and everything I think it's else. because he didn't know. See, that's another advice. If you are in a toxic relationship, please, once you get rid of it, take some time for yourself. So we were saying, you were saying, the best way to do it is like, sometimes we're not going to be able to get rid of them, especially if they're family. But we can distance ourselves, distance ourselves emotionally. So physically, we're there for our luncheon, but we don't emotionally engage in these individuals. We speak very small conversation, we eat, and then we leave. They're probably not going to people, the yeah. type of people we want to block. So use blogging. Block people from media if you can do that. But then the other time is like distance yourself. But, you know, every time you're around these toxic people, you get this like anger, right? Or depletion of energy. You don't feel like doing anything. Going to the gym, it really, really helps. No, it definitely does. And I think that's a great way to wrap up. Yes, you I know, think so. I, so it's toxic, toxicity. Toxicity. In exercise, uh, if it inflicts self-harm. Yes, if it then that's when you need to kind of step away from it. That's right. And then toxicity in relationships, but if it drains you and you just feel like the world's crashing every time you see a person, that's when we just get away from them. That's or right. Or try our best. That's to. right. And if it's a family member and you can't get away from it, just try to manage it as best as possible and take some time for yourself and switch off from it. And I want to let people know, when you get rid of toxic people, regardless if they're close friends or family, what statement are you making for yourself? You're saying to yourself, I am valued, yep. I am important, and I'm not going to let anyone harm my confidence and my self-esteem. So if you have any self-worth, and if you don't have it, by getting rid of this person, you're automatically giving this conscious message to yourself, I am important, and I will not let people, other people, 
take that importance away from me. So I hope everyone understands that the value, self-value is very important. And the way to recognize it and to do it is when we do these actions, cutting off toxic people, exercising, eating right. When we do these actions, then you see it around you. It's very conscious. Then I know that I love myself. Because we can say, I love myself, but then I keep toxic people in my life. I get in relationships that are bad for me. I'm very overweight. I don't exercise. And then I say, no, I love myself. Then that's a hypocrisy. That's contradiction. And on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? I feel like it is. Like I feel like... <laughs> I know. It was, it was a liberating episode. <laughs> you know what it feels like for me after every episode? And I just got psychoanalyzed. And oh, I'm like, geez. oh my God. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. DM Dr. D if you have any questions. And don't be afraid to DM any of us at the Project Kuwait. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.